Welcome to the Healing Begins podcast channel. My name is Pastor Gail Crock. I'm the Executive Director of Spiritual Care, and I am so glad that you have chose to join me for this podcast entitled The Walking Dead. Now, if you know that TV series, that probably brings back pictures to your mind you don't want to remember, but it's actually a great title for what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about being crucified with Christ and putting to death the works of the flesh. It says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, that is, in him I have shared in his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So, when I talk about death to the flesh, I'm talking about death to the works of the flesh. You know, before you came to Jesus, you remember your old way of life when you didn't know the Lord, you used to live one way. Then after you came to Jesus, you started living your new life in Christ. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. But actually it reads in the Greek, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is passing away and the new is coming. So, if you deal with addiction or you've had sins of the past that you dealt with before you were saved, you know that when you come to your new life in Christ, it takes time for the old to pass away, for the new to come. You really got to press into God. And it says in Ephesians 4, 22-24, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its sinful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So it says that we are to put off the old, which is corrupted by the evil desires, and to be made new, that's a process, in the attitude of your minds. And so, when I'm thinking about this as believers, we should be crucified with Christ. When things happen to us, we should not be operating or acting out of our old evil desires. And so, we should be walking and becoming more and more like Christ each and every day. And if you know anything about this channel, you know this is like a discipleship channel. I am trying to put subjects on here that I'm led by the Holy Spirit to produce that will grow, that will help you to grow in the nature and in the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we go on, I want to recommend Podcast 31, Winning Mind Battles, Podcast 16, Legal Grounds, because, you know, if you're still fighting with a sinful nature, you might have some areas in your life where the enemy still has a legal right to keep you bound and you want to know how to shut those doors. And, and podcast three, fighting the good fight. So what I see in the body of Christ today, in the body of Christ, people are living like 
God, he understands if we live in sin, it don't matter. He doesn't care, but it's really not true. And a lot of times when we're living in sin or if we live in sin, it's because we're being tempted out of our own evil desires. You know, Galatians 5.1 says, Therefore, if anyone... In, wait, Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Do not be entangled again in the yoke of slavery. So, once Christ has brought you out of the old way of life, don't let the enemy bring you back into that old way again. And I see that so many times a believer will be doing good for a little while, then all of a sudden, bam, they're being tempted and falling back into old sins, into old bondages, and Christ came to set you free so that you might have life and that we might have life more abundantly. It says in Hebrews 12, 14, Make every effort to live in peace with everybody and to be holy, without which no man shall see the Lord. And so we know that living holy is a requirement by God to get to heaven. So what does it mean to live holy? What does it mean to crucify the flesh? You know, to me, living holy is simply this. It's about living the way Jesus Christ wants you to live. You know, when you look at the Bible and the Bible says something is wrong, don't rationalize it away. You know, don't make the Bible fit what you believe. Make what you believe fit the Bible. If the scripture says it's wrong, it's wrong and it needs to be repented of and you need to turn from it and walk toward Christ. And the more we can put the flesh to death, the more we will look like Christ each and every day. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I'm going to read verses 12 uh, through 19. It says, this is Paul speaking, and I'm going to comment on this a little bit. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. And I love this scripture because this is the scripture I, I choose to use when it comes to not drinking for myself. I don't believe one beer will send me to hell, although I was told that growing up. And, but I do believe that, if you're, that we need to stay away from being a drunkard. But I don't know if anyone uses that word no more very much. But it says in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12 through 19, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. So... I might very well be able to have a beer and it's not a sin to God and it won't send me to hell but if my having a beer will cause somebody to stumble and fall back into an old habit then I've used my freedom for liberty to the flesh and I've caused somebody else to stumble and that's wrong so for my own witness and for my own testimony I choose not to drink now I don't believe anything good comes out of alcohol at all. Therefore, I would just rather not touch the stuff. I don't like it anyways. So he says, Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. When something starts to master you, you know it's wrong. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy both of them. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. In the Lord for the body. 
by the power of God raised the Lord from the dead, he will also raise us too. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with the prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with the prostitute is one with her in the body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is with him in the Spirit. So when you're in the Lord, you are one with the Spirit. The Lord is in you and me. So whatever we do, we do it with the Lord. And so, wow, when you think about that, it's crazy. So you don't want to be doing certain things. You want to remember that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, flee sexual immorality. For all other sins a man commits are outside his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, who you have received from God. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And that's why it's so grievous to the Holy Spirit when we fall back into sin. Can whatever we sin, it grieves the Holy Spirit because he lives in us. So God wants us to live the crucified life. Listen to Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21. Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior and other things like this I warned you beforehand just as I did previously that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God they won't go to heaven I, I didn't write that the Lord did and so the dying process as you become saved and you know the Lord it takes time to really get out of the old and get into the new and I don't want you living in condemnation but Christ came to set you free. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, he said, I die daily. So death to the flesh, death to what I want, death to my own evil desires, which causes me to fall into traps. Those are the things I need to die to. And the problem is, is that when the life I once used to live, I am now living again. Then that becomes a problem. Some, I want to talk about some key observations when it comes to living the crucified life or putting the death, putting the flesh to death. Number one, it is not my will, but his be done. Number two, it is not what I want, but what he wants and what he wants me to do. Number three, it's others first. Number four, I am willing to lay down my life for others. Number five, if I am dead, I don't have the normal fleshly reactions to things. Number six, if I'm living the crucified life, the fruits of the Holy Spirit will be evident in my life. In Galatians chapter five, verses 20 through to 23, talks about 
the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence in us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, and against us there is no law. Now it calls it the fruit of the Spirit, and here's what this means. Fruit takes time to grow. So the fruit has to be developed. Our fruit only comes as we die more and more to the desires of the flesh and we become dead to the sinful nature and more alive to Christ. So if we're really living the crucified life and we're dead to the flesh, then the kingdom of heaven will always be first. Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, in all these things will be added unto you as well. Praise God. Number eight, death to the flesh means freedom from addictions. We have to put the addictions to death. The more we live in addictions, the more we look like the world. It ruins our testimony of Jesus. So you got to say, Lord, help me. Man, just lay yourself on that altar at church. Cry out to God. Deliver me from this desire. Deliver me from this addiction. And keep seeking him until you get the deliverance and the freedom and the healing you need. If you're not delivered yet, don't live in condemnation. Keep running to Jesus. Keep running to his presence until he delivers you. And death to the flesh means surrender to God, being a living sacrifice on God's altar. You know, some, when sacrifices are alive, they try to crawl off the altar. I think you probably heard that before. But we are to be living sacrifices each and every day, putting to death the works of the flesh. We should not be living like the world. We should not be participating in the things the world does, in the sins the world does. But we should be living and alive to Christ when someone sees you and me. They ought to know that we're Christians by the way we talk, by the way we act, by the way we respond to others, and in everything we do with the help of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you something. That is really a hard life to live, but it is worth it. So we need to pray. You might say, well, how do I crucify my flesh? How do I put my flesh to death? Well, this is what came to me. Take the desire you are feeling to Jesus, asking him for his strength and power to die to that desire. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit and power to resist the temptation and not to give in. And then once you've taken it to the Lord, Change what you're thinking on and call a friend to pray for you. Listen, we can live this life in Christ. The Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. And that's unlimited power. We have to learn to tap into what we already have. So I just want to lead you in a prayer. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus I take my desires that are wrong to the cross. I ask that you would give me the power and the strength to 
put these desires to death and to say no and not to fall into temptation. I ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit and power to be able to resist the devil so that he will flee from me. Lord, I thank you for it. I call upon your name. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm glad that you prayed this prayer with me, and I am so glad that you chose to join me in this podcast. Now, I was with a patient yesterday, and this person was telling me how much they're getting some new freedom in their life by listening to the different podcasts and renewing their mind when they're being tempted. You know, you ought to have a book, a notebook. You ought to write down the scriptures I give you. Take notes, meditate, meditate on those things, and just really, I'm telling you, renewing your mind and winning that mind battle is key. So don't get discouraged. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Jesus is with you. Now look, we would love to hear from you. My email is gail at spiritualcareconsultants.com. And our website is spiritualcareconsultants.com. And our media site is, is, is www.essensandsamseasoncathealingbegins.com. Hey, I want to say God bless you. Wherever you live, whatever's going on, remember there's no condemnation. Jesus loves you. If you haven't won the victory yet and you haven't conquered everything yet, don't worry about it. Keep seeking, keep pressing on, keep pressing on to Jesus until he hands you the victory and gives you the victory that you're looking for. And remember, change and transformation is the process. So don't get discouraged. God bless you. Have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Tharnapple Flooring and Furniture, where beautiful homes begin.